it's nothing personal for me. It's just business. The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the, the 60s in New York City. Immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right us. You expecting any backlash? Oh, I'm already getting it. Oh, yeah. How does that feel? The family jewels. All right, so <clears throat> let's get it started. Hot. All right, I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in hot. I'm already peeking. Exit the matrix. Close the windows, man. He's peeking, man. No. Oh, that's gross. So here we are. Here we are. Now I'm in a regular volume, but I was excited because we have a lot to talk about. There was something very important that uh, one of my counterparts, Emoja the Mo Man Summer, who's over here to my right, sent me a letter that, who is this guy? Russell Vaught. And he is at the head of executive departments and agencies, sent a letter, I guess, to... Was this Donnie J or Donnie J's administration? No, he sent it to all the governmental departments and agencies. He sent it to everybody who was like, your SVP, uh, you know, like the direct Department of Human Services. Got it. Department of Education. Got it. Like all branches, all forms of government. So everybody got, got this letter, essentially. And this is one step away from outlawing this research. What he did was he defunded this research. We're saying defund the police. That's what this methodology right, created. Hold on, hold on. Let's... I want the audience, I want our audience, I want y'all, you fine humans listening to this right now, to hear this letter in entirety. So we're going to do that. We're going to read the letter yeah. in its entirety, and then we'll discuss. Okay. Cool? All right. Memorandum for the heads of executive departments and agencies from Director Russell Vaught. Subject, training in the federal government marked September 4th, 2020. It has come to the president's attention that executive branch agencies have spent millions of taxpayers' dollars to date, quote-unquote, training government workers to believe divisive, anti-American propaganda. For example, according to the press reports, Employees across the executive branch have been required to attend trainings where they are told that, quote, virtually all white people contribute to racism or where they are required to say that they, quote, benefit from racism. According to press reports, in some cases, these trainings have further claimed that there is racism embedded in the belief that America is the land of opportunity or the belief that the most qualified person should receive a job. These types of, quote, trainings not only run counter to the fundamental beliefs for which our nation has stood since its inception, but they also engender division and resentment within the federal workforce. We can be proud that as an employer, the federal government has employees of all races, ethnicities, and religions. We can be proud that Americans from all over the country seek to join our workforce and dedicate themselves to public service. We can be proud of our continued efforts to welcome all individuals who seek to serve their fellow Americans as federal employees. However, we cannot accept our employees receiving training that seeks to undercut our core values as Americans and drive division within our workforce. The president has directed me to ensure that the federal agencies cease and desist from using taxpayer dollars to fund these divisive, 
un-American propaganda training sessions. According to that end, the Office of Management and Budget will shortly issue more detailed guidance on implementing the president's directive. In the meantime, all agencies are directed to begin identifying all contracts or other agency spending related to any trainings on critical race theory, white privilege, or any other training or propaganda effort that teaches or suggests either, one, the United States is inherently racist or evil, or two, that any race or ethnicity is inherently racist or evil. In addition, all agencies should begin to identify all available avenues within the law to cancel any such contracts and or divert federal dollars away from these un-American propaganda sessions. The president and his administration are fully committed to a fair and equal treatment of all individuals in the United States. The president has a proven track record of standing for all those whose voices have long been ignored and who have failed to benefit from all our country has to offer. And he intends to continue the support of all Americans, regardless of race, religion, or creed. The divisive, false, and demeaning propaganda of this critical race theory movement is contrary to what we stand for as Americans, have no place in the federal government. (laughs) I mean, all you can do is laugh, right? I mean, this is what naked fascism looks like. This is what naked... And this is from the crew of the the snowflake, the cult of the snowflake, where words aren't supposed to hurt them. But the word intersectionality hurts you. Black critical theory hurts you. White fragility hurts you. And it's kind of like ain't nobody wrote books to explain this type of pathology. Naked fascism, just right there, right in your face. And, you know, these trainings and and look, I've been to some diversity trainings. Okay, they ain't great. All right. They need a lot of work. A lot of them are just straight up trash, straight up trash. But here you have this administration where you can't even discuss white privilege in a workspace and understand right so this is when we talk about culture wars because the methodologies that yielded from those particular studies are the ones that are coming up with theories like defund the police and so the salvo back is we will defund your entire academic area of of social interaction I mean, the reason this falls under fascism is because, of course, this gets told to all of the government agencies um, and departments. But the next step is going to be anybody who receives federal dollars is going to be like right. they can't like do a that they can't organization use, yeah, like right? they can't use federal dollars for this anymore because it's happened before with nonprofits where the federal government said that um nonprofits that receive federal funds can't even tell people to vote because it shows partisanship and so this is going to be the next step and so just like Amoja just said then we get into like these egos and then because universities receive federal funds they're not going to be able to use those federal funds in order to host these trainings and do the research and see this is literally why scholars like tommy curry author of the man not which is a book i absolutely absolutely uh everyone should read that you recommend i, I recommend it highly yeah where that's it's that where fancy it's, education I'll you got you there know i'm a master of letters that's a fact. Um, mfa over here yeah. <laughs> the word you're looking for is fucking assholes recommend <laughs> Yo, i learned that shit from jessica caremore true story so i i think what was so interesting is when you sent it to me the person the director is a person named russell vaught so 
If you watch The Boys, you know that the organization, the Vought organization, is what runs the entire superhero regime. Oh, spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. spoilers for everything that has ever created, ever. Okay? But essentially, I, I thought this was a letter from, like, they were doing some promotional situation. But lo and behold, it's an actual letter from the government because we live in a dystopia. Yep. Um, but I had a lot to talk about in terms of what's happening in the great city of Washington, D.C. Um, but I wanted to get this out of the way first because I thought it was important. Do y'all have anything else you want to share on this particular thing before we move on? Fuck fascism. Any sound bites? <laughs> heart of the city. So this is Heart of the City where we talk about things happening locally. Um, unfortunately, we have to, again, talk about the uh, murder of a black man at the hands of the police. Uh, Dion K, 18 years old, was uh, shot and killed. Extrajudicially executed. And that, that's the official term, and it sounds worse even. So call a spade a spade, which is what we do here on the Exit the Matrix podcast. Uh, was running away from police, um, was... Uh, shot in the back and uh, protests occurred of course that's what we do that's the movement but of course protesters are out there mario bowser a person who has at all turns supported the police here in washington dc despite whatever happens that's a lie it's fake news remember she don't like the president and she painted black lives matter in front of his house she's she's virtue signaled her truth (laughs) no big facts uh when asked by a reporter what she would say to the dc protesters who are outside the seventh district precinct last night asking for the firing of Metropolitan Police Department Chief Newsom, Mayor Bowser replied, I don't say anything to them. I mean, there's so much to say about that. I mean, just a flippant like way she addresses what's happened. And I'm not surprised given that she sold DC out anyway to all of the gentrifiers. I mean, you know what? I have an idea. She's a Republican, right? Why don't we just run a Democrat against her? What? She's, oh my a God. De- she's a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> she's a whole Democrat. She's a fucking Democrat. I was told. Right, yeah. Right, and- right. I see what you were going right, for there. Exactly. Because when we're talking about like, oh, well, we always have to do this. We always have to do that because these people will protect and save us. And, and the f- fact is, is this is an insidious, oppressive system. And this is what that system does, right? She's part of that system. Like, Black politicians aren't going to save us from this madness of watching our friends, neighbors, families get extrajudiciously executed by the police. Yeah, it's just, again, it's it's unacceptable for anybody out here to claim that voting for a person who's not interested in defunding the police is somehow better than voting for someone else. I just don't agree with that. And as you know, me and Mo Man were doing, we did a little podcast on, you know, geopolitics and China and America and all those other things. But like, again, the, the, it boils all the way back down here in the community. You know what I mean? State violence is just an extension of the military industrial complex and so on and so forth. There's no difference. Okay. 
between what happens when law enforcement deals with protesters in Hong Kong than what happens when what law enforcement does to people that may not even be protesting in America. But of course, also what they do to those that are protesting. And it's just, it's part of that neoliberal bullshit where like, oh, I care so much. Free Hong Kong. Motherfucker, this shit is happening in the cities you live in. You don't get what you, the most bullshit you can say is Black Lives Matter. And it's a fucking flag that you have outside your condo where no black people live so uh damn well said so it it brings me to this we looking at 2021 metropolitan police department budget 578 million dollars uh they wanted it more than that they wanted it up around 650 um and the again volatile civil unrest brought that budget back down um you know what didn't bring that budget back down voting um so just another but i again i I just wanted to kind of give you that number 578 million dollars uh that's outrageous that's just a lot of money so um a i I wanted to talk about this too so i was watching hulu as i do Shout out to Hulu, where no, you fuck pay. Hulu and their ads. <laughs> Listen, it's one of my f- most delicious. Fuck Hulu in the interface. It's a fucking YouTube has a fucking better interface. Wow. All right. Okay, we got Any more things about Hulu that we need to rant on? Oh, it'd be a segment if we start on all the fuck Hulu shit, man. Started the game we never got to finish. So it's on Hulu. So okay, so this is really gonna play into y'all narrative because this is definitely some some ho shit. So I guess what Hulu does is they sell, you know, of course they sell advertisements. How capitalism works. Um, and I guess they'll just play the same commercial over and over and over wait, again. Wait, this happens on the Hulu that you don't buy? This is on the Hulu that you do buy. Oh, you, you get ads. you bought this shit. Yeah, but you still have like to watch cable. the ads. It's nothing personal for me. It's just business. And you I, get to watch the same I fucking ad. I asked ads. you specifically if there was anything more you needed to say on Hulu. We cross. You gotta get it out now or we'll never get to the rest of this segment. Oh my goodness. Alright, so I don't even want to say that word because I'm afraid Mo Man's gonna get triggered. So I'm watching advertisements on this streaming site i don't know what it is it could be any streaming site i it, any of them work it's completely unrelated to where i'm trying to go with this but in one of the ads it was for the martin luther king jr library right there in gallery place in washington dc this library 211 million dollars now if you're from dc you know that while the MLK library stood, it was a place really where houseless people came to kind of just go through their days and kind of just exist in a space. Again, $578 million for the D.C. Police Department, $211 million for a library, over 10,000 houseless people, another few million on the precipice of eviction. Your thoughts on any of those things so one thing immediately right one of the things that i keep hearing about is people are unhappy about where we are as far as the the product that's coming out the gdp is way down because companies can't be open because of covid covid is killing the economy well that means you want to kill covid the only way you can do that though is remember that so long as there are people without houses america has covid because there's nowhere in america you can go where you find people that are all housed when you're looking at 211 million towards that you'd be getting way more impact on 
on dealing with the houseless situation in any particular city by just bouncing that budget that the police force have to the fucking libraries or an agency specifically dedicated to housing, you know, the homeless. So I'm looking at the budget. I pulled it up here. I was doing some budget work. <laughs> yes, look at the numbers. Hey, Always, you know, no, fa- it's nothing personal for me. It's just business. Facts, look, public offices have to give you their budget. And you should look at it to see what they spend money on. Don't just listen to us. Do your research. Go look in your municipality and say, hey, I want to see what the fucking city spends money on. Kita mentions a great point that we love to touch on here at Exit the Matrix Podcast. Matrix. Do your own research. These The Department of Housing. Housing and Community Development in Washington, D.C. What is such a nice, such a nice agency name, the Department of Housing and Community Development. We talked about the uh, D.C. Police Department budget at $578 million. We talked about the new library, $211 million. Thank God the Department of Housing and Community Development get a whopping $14 million uh, to help with sustainable housing so on and so forth we are seeing now like uh, i mentioned earlier uh, 1.15 million to one and a half million people uh threatened to be evicted just in the dmv alone and i believe i I think this was in kentucky they're already kicking people out of their houses right now oh in florida in texas and even with the cdc eviction moratorium in place what they don't realize is of course the language is super fucking confusing nobody gets that and then second is that you're assuming tenants know what their rights are and landlords are assholes i don't care whether they're owned by conglomerates or they're the quote-unquote mom and pop shop landlords they are all assholes (laughs) they're there to fuck you over these tenants don't know what their rights are and they're getting evicted because you think a landlord's going to be like hey so these are the things that i can't do to you Nah, they're going into people's houses because of course who has a key to your house is your landlord some of these fucking landlords are going into people's houses destroying all of their property and then still kicking them out we have laws against it precisely so we can get away with it. i got a homie that got a i guess request to leave her i don't know whatever is the letter of, of eviction because they had a quote-unquote long-term guest or something like that yeah. right. which they deny right. but which they're working on right, right now right, you're going right. through all this litigation for basically bullshit and my other qu- i know you have something to say but one of my things is okay you're gonna evict all these people who's gonna move in <laughs> So again, let's look at the let's look at the uh, budget swapping, right? So let's take the let's swap. Now the police are getting eighteen million dollars for their budget, but the say the name of that department again. The Department of Housing and Community Development now has the Metropolitan Police Department's budget, right? And here's where racism really comes in to haunt you again. So say if there was a a fast grant program where all you had to do was go to this agency and show that you had a lease that had expired and you were still between getting leases, right? Because you're technically homeless. You are houseless. You are without a permanent residence in this situation. And I can tell you as a child, I went through this situation several times. You could go to this agency and then they would be able to make for six months those funds, whatever the, the rate for housing is, is distributed directly to the landlords. The landlords aren't losing any money even. This is temporary assistance, right? And it doesn't allow the, the breakdown of society where a person can't go to their job anymore. And, and, and it changes. You're still adding to the GDP of the metropolitan area. Okay, uh, I did want to make a really crucial point. We are talking about homelessness. We're also talking about what if we switch these budgets. Uh, At the core of this is 
at least I'm going to speak for myself, is that nobody should have to pay for a home. Housing should be free. It is a basic human right. People should not have to pay for that. They shouldn't have to pay a banker, mortgage lender. They shouldn't have to pay a landlord. They should get housing for free. At the core of this, let's continue the conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, you know, just to echo on that, I, that was the whole point of Walden, right? And if we want to look at the people that helped him in Walden, the Native Americans did not spend 30 years of their life paying off a mortgage. That is true American history right there. So I absolutely feel you with that. There are over 400 million residences in the United States and only 330 million people. This is, again, late-stage capitalism, false scarcity. We live in a world where plenty of housing exists. Why do you think they just decide to tear down things and build them back up so they can say, oh, this is a new thing. We can recharge for this. But what I'm saying is, if Muriel Bowser is supposed, because I want to bring it back to her ass mm-hmm. for a second. We got a little off Muriel. Started the game we never got to finish. Yeah, yeah. Bring you know, it there's back. so much, because I'm going to tell you right now, even the council is starting to be like, you really on some wild stuff right now, because they are trying to move forward with different legislation that would help with canceling rent, that would help with getting people health care just in the DMV. And we always talk about local politics. Now, I can't change the world. I'm definitely not going to be voting for any Democrats in terms of a presidential election, but I'm looking at this local election, right? You can do a lot of things in local elections because a big following that we have is in the DMV. You know, we all over. We in 45 states and 18 countries. I didn't know if you knew that. Big dog stuff right here. But what I'm saying is I always wanted this podcast to be also dedicated to the DMV, a place where I, I grew up and a place that I love. And I feel like I want to contribute to to this space as much as any other space in, in the world before I, I leave this place, wherever that may be. I got to say, we got to get rid of Muriel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to talk about vote. You she belong, has got to go. A politician belongs to the billionaire that brought him to the dance. And we have to remember, she is a Bloomberg person. Aww, I mean, gross. Bloomberg bought. <laughs> My God. And so she literally, of all the people she could have endorsed in a Democratic candidacy, she endorsed Michael Billionaire fucking stop and frisk Bloomberg. That's who she is. Yeah, that's who she is. And it was under her rule. Like, because we, Amin's mentioned this before, that D.C. makes the top city that has been gentrified in the world. And that Highest was intensity. under. Yeah. yeah. That was under her. So when we're talking about where are the black and brown people, while all these white people hang their Black Lives Matter signs. Bowser contributed to that. We even talked about it in a podcast, how she stuffed some money around and suddenly it went to like Tenley Town and shit. I'm not the guy that you kill. I'm the guy that you buy. Are you so fucking blind you don't even see what I oh, am? Oh, right. The That was supposed to be the grants that were supposed to go to across the rivers, Ward 7 and 8, and where did it go? Uptown. Yeah. Northwest. Yep. She not here for us. I mean, let me talk about the entire uh, art budget, and, and I don't even know how far we can dive into that, you know, because that directly affects what I do as an artist in, in the DMV, you know what I'm saying? See, but, art, art is about style, bro. So what you're saying is, style on we him. should style on them. Speak with me, please. Oh, you mad because I'm styling on them. <laughs> I better get a styling on if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, come on, baby, let me know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Rod Stewart, the fucking disco star. Ouch. Okay, so that was your opening. You just... <laughs> 
We got really no warning on that. No warning. Yo, that listen, was... man. Listen, Donna Summers <laughs> is a motherfucking artist. I will point you in the mouth right now. You got some foul shit to say about Donna Summers. We cross. Disco was legit as fuck, bro. You know what was corny as fuck? The fucking BGs. Fucking Rod Stewart. So let me open this segment up here with a preface of some kind so the listeners <laughs> know what we're talking about. Let me preface what we're talking about. Um, I I want to say this was maybe a few months ago. I had text you, Mo Man, and I was like, you know, bro, what's up with disco? I feel like disco gets a bad rap. I really didn't know, you know, I didn't dive into it like that. And I always heard it was like... Oh, like disco. It's very corny. It's very whack. Blah, 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 blah. Disco is one of the first safe places, safe spaces for queer America, for sex workers. I I want us to completely get there. But I wanted to say, like, the first time that I was introduced to, like, the conversation around disco was this death of disco night. Or they called it Disco Demolition Night. Straight up from Wiki, do your own research. Uh, Disco Demolition Night was a Major League Baseball promotion on Thursday, July 12th, 1979 at Kaminsky Park in Chicago, Illinois. Any noise from Illinois over here? I thought Look, it was gonna be a That's a bunch of fucking Cub fans. It's the North Side. You all know, right, it's a right, bunch right, of right, fucking right. white people <laughs> anyway. Right. Okay. They so. already gotta act like I'm better than the South Side no black love. people. Yeah, that's what I said. Comiskey Park. Oh, shit, I thought it was the I thought it was Wrigley Field. So this shit happened actually in I'm, the fucking right. South Side. At the climax of the event, a crate filled with disco records was blown up on the field between games of the doubleheader between the White Sox and the Tigers. I wanted to mention that A because A fucking riot happened in a baseball game, Um, and it's just like a part of Americana, oh, disco night, (laughs) those white people just getting drunk, having a good time, tearing up stadiums and tearing up fields. Okay, 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 wait, but a whole bunch of white people go into the South Side, which is predominantly black, and Mm. start burning records of black Mm. artists. Not even their team. Not even their, uh, like, can we... And the fact that the, what is it, the White Sox, I think? Yeah, White Sox last year commemorated the anniversary of Demolition Night. This is really fucked up. Oh, though. wait, they commemorated an anniversary of it? Like, this is really, Are you really serious? fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, like. Our crack re- research team, on it. <laughs> Look. That's why we pay you the big bucks. With our powers combined. With our powers combined. We have a lot of knowledge. We do. Covering <laughs> each other's blind spots. But you know what? Because, you know, but then we can talk about, like, how the language of it changes. Because disco didn't mean, like, oh, the music. To these white people, disco meant black people. It's dead. It's been killed. No one likes it. It's stupid. And then I started to see that this narrative was coming from white people. And I... I text, I text Mo Man, and I was also got to give a huge shout out to our homie Ichel, who was also getting me right in disco, and y'all were kind of going back and forth. But I wanted to talk a little bit about disco, and because uh, I know you had a lot to say, Mo Man, and I definitely wanted uh, you to get to that because you're so right, bro. If you ain't never seen photo of michael jackson at peace bro go look at some of them old interviews he was given in studio 54 man where he could just go there be a celebrity you know the energy is popping everybody up there having dance competitions and shit like this is like it's, it's intersectional as fuck you know what i'm saying it's all aspects of america in there engaging all just dancing and having a good fucking time and shit like motherfuckers are being sexually free they're being chemically free to the extent that they could consent with their bodies you know what I'm saying? it's like that 
terrifies a lot of people in America. Like, whenever you start to see different demographics coming together, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and just moments of happiness and joy and shit. Like, there was, I don't know, man. This is so many movements that just began there. Yeah, and I mean, when we talk about Demolition Night, like, uh, let's... Admit- yeah, of course, white people are like disco was always terrible because it provided a haven to black people, Latine people, um, the queer community. Mm. And then, of course, you know, white people were realizing like, oh, well, we got to fucking stop this like they do many things in life. <laughs> right. That's what they, that's. You know, how many times have white people just sat in a room and been like, we have to stop this. Right. This is joyous and cool. Right, End it right. now. Uh, let me talk to your manager. <laughs> And, like, when we talk about what that language means and the white violence that black people had to face all the time, black people had to deal with a whole bunch of white people traveling into their neighborhood ready to blow shit up. Let's look at, too, right, how many genres come from or owe heavily to disco as a genre, right? So funk is its own thing, but you definitely have people, like, I think about uh, chic, right? Like, bent, 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 bent freak out that whole thing like that was they started off in disco and then they branch off into kind of like funk from there hip-hop comes directly from disco heavily influenced we definitely wouldn't have contemporary edm house music is coming from disco you know what i'm saying like these are huge american musical legacies i feel like building on all of those blues jazz soul disco R&B, you know, rock and roll, straight to hip hop. Like these are all chains in the, you know, black music of the United States. You know what I'm saying? That you got to understand and build upon. Like this is true American art. This is the the real, you know what I'm saying? This is what was created from those things. Yeah, and I might even say it's a response to blues, right? Because disco is the exact opposite of that. Disco represents movement. It represents, quote unquote, boogieing, getting up, having a good time. It's like, fuck fuck what's sad in the world. I'm about to get up and shake my ass on four. You know, one, two. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about, like, that was the last great era of, like, Paired American dancing. You know what I'm saying? Think about that shit. Motherfuckers are worried about like not being able to dance now by your goddamn self. In disco, you and whoever in the fuck else had to go up there, be synced up, had to be fly as fuck. You know, you got the lights on you, the whole fucking club watching, and y'all gotta tear it the fuck down. Doesn't doesn't voguing, doesn't that come from disco? Or is that something different? Yeah, yeah, no, voguing also was yeah. a part of disco, right? That's and the, the I LGBTQ feel like voguing, under underground culture of fucking disco. Yeah, and it came back. I, I remember it. everyone's been talking about the show Pose. You know, it's a really, I, I, that's an incredible show. You know, I, I just, I think it it was a blind spot for me particularly. You know, because I like couldn't, and I started listening to disco, and I was like, yo, this shit is cranking right now. And I've heard so many of those songs. You know, like, turned into go go songs or turned into some other. You know. Of course, infinite sampling comes from disco, like, and I just thought that it was, you know, really, really interesting to see, you know what I mean, like, what that music represents, and of course, why drunk white people in 1979 had to go to Kaminsky Park and burn a bunch of records, and I got to hear about rioters, people in the streets, destroying the property for literally extrajudicial murder in the streets right you see people come out and want to make change right. and for for every for these people it's just like oh they're just uh leftists they're just they're right. anarchists and it's like nah we out here doing something for real but y'all wanted to be here 
burning records and I got to hear about people looting? Right. And, and, and on a whole nother level, right, with the music tip, when we're talking about, you know, the BGs who are from fucking Australia, by the way. You know what I'm saying? When we're talking <laughs> about, you know what I'm saying? Rod Stewart, who is from fucking England, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Coming in and they're musically gentrifying it, you know what I'm saying? To the point whereas this shit is not just unrecognizable from its original form. I mean, listen to the white guys that play Sky now. When we think about Sky was invented by uh, Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? That don't sound shit like white Sky bands right now. And that's what you had happening in disco. People hate what's happening because they're listening to the voice that's going to be centered the most, aka the BGs. Fucking Grease starts with B. BGs singing a fucking disco song on the middle of some shit that's supposed to be the 50s for fuck's sake. It's like a direct through line all the way to Macklemore. It's like exactly. this is exactly it's like right, it, right. It's like from Elvis to like all the way through that, like you saying, like Rod Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Like hollow notes and shit, and then like all the way up to like Eminem and Post Malone. Post Malone, right? Here's this uh, art form that was created, you know, by black people in this country and then co-opted because it's a white face. All right. I feel like that podcast was the shit. Oh my god! Um, you know, exit the matrix podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook at Matrix Podcast on IG Matrix Podcast. Uh, send us your questions, your comments, your troll posts. You know, any nudes? We are here, sex positive over here. Um, <laughs> dang, I might get in trouble for that one. We about um, to get a million dicks in our DMs, bro. <laughs> Thanks. So that's why I didn't say shit. Oh, deserve it. Right. Yeah. Any any parting words, you you sexy beasts? <laughs> nothing. I got nothing from y'all. Fire signs. What's going on here? Love yourself. Okay. You know whatever happened. Love yourself. Punch fucking Nazis in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Exit the Matrix. We out. I don't like that shit.